Boom. We're here with the Comedy's Best Kept Secret Tour Podcast. We're here with Eric Jansen. Yes. Uh, appreciate you, man. We are in um, Johannesburg, yeah. South Africa, Mal which is normal for you, very not normal for me. <laughs> uh, this is my first time. Um, last night was the first time performing. We're at the Goliath, Goliath Comedy Club, Comedy Club Arch, where you, yeah. you work and play all the time. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is my, my home. Home club. My home away from home, yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- uh, last night was fantastic, man. Nah, it's, it's going um, to be crazy tonight again. I only feel bad for you that you... Because when you work at a club and then you get to see a hot show and you don't get to go on, it's like... Nah, I'm, I'm used it to hurts. it already. I'm used to it already. The but club has been running for like two years now. Yeah. And I think in the two years, I have probably jumped on the most... Okay. When the club just opened, I did like what every second weekend I was on. So and you're so you're good. Were, shows were running from Thursday through to Saturday. So yeah. Thursday so you're good Friday, either I way. On stage and I just be like, "Yo, I'm doing five, and no one's gonna stop me." And that's exactly what I did. Oh, that's great. So eventually they were just like, "No, you need to stop doing open spots now." Yeah. You have to stop. You, you're wasting everybody else's time. Uh, like, ah, damn it. Okay. So I'll now, but now you do, way. but now you do long spots. Yeah. Nice. Still do, still do those. Yeah. There's um. Spots, still do the open spots. There's something. So when I f- before I started comedy, I uh. One of my first hops, I, so I, I performed the first time ever when I was like, I guess I was 19. And then I hopped on a plane and I went to England. Okay. And England, the way they respect comedy, it's the first, it's the first time I ever really saw anything because I didn't really know what American comedy was and what yeah. the clubs, yeah. the, the situation was. But uh, I feel like the culture is pretty similar comedically here. The, the level of respect that the audience gives to a comedian. Yeah. Because... Uh, <laughs> In New York, in the U.S., they it's not. Stage. It's generally not. They won't boo you off stage unless it's like that type of specific show, like uh, like that, okay. like that. They got you know they got that Apollo show. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's uh, that's just got the history for doing that kind of thing. But um, no, there's but there's just there's just not the level of of concern for the performer, and it's he and they have it here, and and it's fantastic. So I, yeah, no, our audiences pay a lot of attention. Sometimes they focus so so well that they forget to laugh. Oh yeah, and that's what we just tell the comics. We're like, no, you were good. <laughs> they were just listening. That's oh, they were—they they were, were just great. So well, they were really attentive listeners. That's all they were doing. <laughs> that's funny. So, why do you do comedy? What's why? wrong with you? What's wrong with me? <laughs> I've got chivas. This this is not a podcast. This is now a therapy session. Okay, I'm gonna lie down in this car. <laughs> Give me a second. Cross our legs. So, what happened was when I was a who kid, didn't no. hug you? <laughs> is the question. Uh. No, no, no. I was, I was, I was the class clown. But, no shit. But yeah, like everybody else. But the thing was, with me, it wasn't a case of being the disruptive one. It wasn't, it wasn't a seeking of attention or anything. I just always had something funny to say. Yeah. So the teacher. Oh, I like me, the, 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 the <laughs> it. Kick, yeah, yeah. The teacher would kick me out of the class, and then two minutes later, she'd call me back, and then she'd be like, "You know, you're getting like the best marks in the class. Yeah. Why are you behaving right, like this?" I'm like, right. I'm f- "I just wanted to say something." I'm having fun. Yeah, I'm having fun with this thing. Yeah, I was. And that's, ha- and that's where it started. I was ha- yeah I would have the issue and, and that's the problem when you're doing well in school and you're th- and you're acting up is like the teacher doesn't really know what to do yeah they 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 can't kick you out because they want you to excel well not even that like if they kick you out I don't know if they just if they like send you to the principal thing or whatever whatever uh, you know situation but you go to the principal and then the principal's like he's doing great in class she goes yeah he goes so what's the problem let him do his well thing. he's he's everybody <laughs> loves him yeah. I don't understand what's the problem. <laughs> That's great. Are you just showing off with your students? Now? Is that's <laughs> what you're doing? Yes, that's what I'm doing. Go back to class. Yeah, that's fine. So, yeah, that's, that, that's basically what happened. And then we had, like, you know, schools have talent shows yeah. and showcases and stuff. And I'd always audition. And I'd be like, yo, no can shit. I be the dude to just tell a couple of jokes? Because I... You I were, like, kid, doing stand-up. No, no, no. I was doing jokes, like actual scripted jokes. Yeah, like but that's, joke. that's yeah. doing stand-up. I mean, as how old? Uh, that started when I was 14. 
Wow, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I'd be that guy. I'd just go into a room, audition. I'd be like, yo, I'm going to tell you guys a couple of jokes. Is that fine? They'd be like, yeah, do the thing. Yeah. Do the jokes. Two weeks later, the list goes up, and then I'm the MC. Then no I'm shit. Like, what? I'm the MC? Guys, yeah. you're putting this much responsibility on my head already? Yeah. Like, yeah, you're funny. You can hold the show together. Yeah, you. Yeah, that's what... The, here, and, 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 I, and I have this mentality al- already, but the MC spot a lot of times in the U.S. doesn't have uh, the revere that it appears to have here because Jason last night, he probably did an hour over the course yes. of the show. I mean, the guy literally oh. was the glue for the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it didn't matter what happened on stage. The crowd knows that Jason's coming on. Yes. He's going to fix it no yes. matter what happens. Like somebody could have gone up and bombed. It didn't happen, but if somebody could have gone up and bombed and Jason still would have come up the show, and right? recovered the entire show, it was unbelievable. That's the, that's the biggest thing in our scene. The host needs to be as strong as the yeah. headliner. Because if the host can't bring the show back, the headliners are and I think that's the, and I think that's the best version of the show. But we do, you know, a lot of times in the U.S. we do this thing where it's uh, it's a stacked show and, and it goes in reverse. So okay. it's like from the beginning, uh, it's just going to get better every act. Okay. And I, I I just think that's I think it's a difficult way to run a show. You want the whole show to just be fire, fire, yeah, fire. Uh, well, yeah, like I said, yeah, it needs to be the the MC's job. So he basically needs to go on and do his set up front. Yeah. So, so he has you to do most of it up front and then just... He did the crown work, he did the yeah. jokes, he did the thing. Yeah, yeah. And then you... So you were a 14-year-old MC. I was a 14-year-old MC in high school, just telling jokes to students and teachers and parents alike. And uh, eventually... What is it? I was in my... How old are you now? I'm 22. 22. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, yeah. You're too young to, for me to even talk to you. I <laughs> never got podcast over. There's no... This is fun. Thanks, Dan. No, I'm leaving. There's no knowledge that can be gained. Uh, no, but this is the weird thing. I've, I've always been, like, super mature about 90% of the stuff. That no, I've you've been doing comedy, like, basically, you've been doing I mean, comedy eight years. Yeah, well, not... Not exactly ideas. Well, I'm I didn't counting stand up at the time. I'm counting it. No, you're not counting it. You can't count <laughs> it. That makes me feel really shit because now I'm like at eight years and I'm like, damn it! Oh, I, wish I, I haven't better. even done much. Uh, no, man. So the real, the real, the real time that it started was in 2013. I just left school and uh, my folks forced me to study IT, and I was like, I have no, I have no idea how computers work, and oh. doing this course isn't going to help me either. Why? So Why did they force you to do? Uh, there's this thing called a backup plan and because if you know the history of our country during the apartheid time because I'm a person of, of, of mixed origins yep. uh, dreams weren't something that my parents could follow so right. they didn't understand the, the concept of chasing a passion and a career right. they were like you need to have something tangible behind your name before you do something like that because well, this is considered a hobby more well, every, a job, I like so how you say it like, it's like well listen in South Africa we have this thing called a backup like everybody should have a backup yeah, plan have and everybody plan, goes to school for some other idea yes yes that is true but in my <laughs> case I was just like I I don't see a need for plan B. Yeah. I feel like my plan A is. I figured enough. out my plan A. Yeah. Yeah, my it's, plan A is gonna be perfect. It's crazy to figure out your plan A that that early, in life. It is. Yeah. It is. Look, it has it has its downsides, but like everything you do in life, everything has a downside and an upside. Yeah. So the downside is because I'm young and I'm doing comedy, I don't have that much experience to speak about. Yeah. So the stuff that I haven't experienced yet that I can't talk about on stage, or if I do attempt it on stage, it bombs dismally because. Yeah. I don't have the knowledge about it. Well. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on blast a little bit. We were hanging out last night, yeah. and we were with some people, and they were like, <laughs> we're going to go out tonight. 
I don't normally sound like and this. You don't, I'm sick. No, and I'm you sick. don't. Like, and right but now I'm but sick. No, 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 no. They this. said to me. Whoever does this podcast after me might get Ebola. They, said, they said to me, Eric doesn't go out ever. I no, I don't. So I don't. if you want some life experience, sometimes as a comedian, you got to lean into that. Somebody okay, no, 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 no. I understand. I understand. But now here's. <laughs> somebody, somebody says something weird to you, and, and normally you just go, listen, I'm going to walk away from this. Yeah. But as a comedian, sometimes you, you go, stay, let's you find out what happens next. Let's see how far this goes. No, okay. Here's the thing. Most of the guys in comedy. Yeah. Uh, call it eight. No, I'm with you. It's a, no, it's so a valid. It's a valid there. point. Right. No, you're right. So the thing is, partying with them, it's a weird thing because I want to do one thing at the place that we're partying at. Yeah. And they want to just either hang around at the bar. What or do you want to do? Smoke or whatever. Like I just want to, like, like you said, I have to explore. I have to go yeah. out and meet weird people oh. and engage in weird yeah. conversation to see how far I can go with something. Yeah. And then they don't want to do that because they've already done this when they were my age. Right. So they're already tired of doing the thing. They're just avoiding it. Well, they're gonna stop you from doing it though. No, but that's the thing. Then I go out to them, and then they're like, yeah, you came out with us, but you didn't even chill with us. Oh, Now okay. it's a problem. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So, so I yeah. Do, I do go out, so but just, that's... Just not, with this, just not yeah, with this group. Go I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, come on, man. You know the saying, snitches get stitches. <laughs> do you want stitches? But they, uh, I'll no, be gone by the, time, by the time the, 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 uh, the news comes out. The ah, yeah. Yeah, no. You're going to have to get on a plane to come give me stitches. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'll do the thing. <laughs> have, now, have you been? Have you been anywhere? Have you been to the U.S.? Have you been? Have you? Uh, uh, no. I mean, you're 22. I mean, at 22, people, people haven't been anywhere usually. No, no, no. I've been, I've been to China. Okay. Yeah, I've been to China. I went to China when I was 18 years old. No, so comedy? My, no comedy? No, 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 no comedy. Did you, even, my, did you even see comedy when you were there? My matric year. No, no, no. I, like I said, that time I was still very green about yeah. everything. I was still like, let me just finish school first and then I'll take my yeah, life from there. Yeah, see what happens. So during my matric year, my brother being a pilot decided he'd have my suit made in China. My, You know, the, the prom suit, you call it prom, we have a matric banquet. Okay. So my banquet suit was literally made in China. No shit. No, yeah, we don't do that. We just rent a tuxedo and, no, then, we, and then we vomit <laughs> on it and we give it back. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had it custom made. No shit. So yeah, it was like super cool and shit. So that was, that was, that was, that was the, the reason we went to China. Oh, that's very cool. You went yeah. to China just to get somebody just to, get to make a you a suit. Yeah, yeah, it was intense. You're, ball, you're balling on a level that I didn't understand. It's yeah. like this boy. You know when you're like having a conversation with somebody and you think that you guys are on equal planes and, and then they say guys, something like, like, I flew to China to get a suit made and then you realize that you guys are not at all <laughs> coming from the same financial situations? Ah, yeah, no. Well, like I said, it's because, it's because he's a pilot. So he got yeah. the discount, yeah. discount <laughs> tickets and everything. So right, like, hey, man, right. let's do this. Oh, for like a major airline? Yeah, like yeah. No, he okay. flies for SAA, so it's the Oh, no airline. shit. Yeah, yeah. So are you like, do they have the, the what is it, the buddy pass system? Yeah, it's something like that. So you can go. It's like a 60 to 70 percent cut on all you basically pay like taxes yeah basically you can go anywhere that's the plan you should be from going places yeah. yeah no no from now on that's the plan dude i honestly that was uh once i decided and realized i was good at comedy yeah i uh i was like i should get a job as a flight attendant it's only like a certain number of hours and then yeah. basically i'm just gonna fly myself across the country to all the clubs and just do hang out be there, you know, a couple days a month, and eventually they'll put you, they'll put me eventually, on, and yeah. then and that'll be the fastest way to get seen, rather than like run around and try to get Focus. a TV yeah, show. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like whatever the grind is. That yeah, I felt yeah. like that was one side door, uh, but nobody wanted to hire me as a flight attendant. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a weird thing. It, it seems to be mainly a lady thing. It's a lady thing, and yeah. it's a gay dude thing. Yeah, it's a gay dude thing. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know what the what the what the reason is. I um, think they're just very meticulous about the things that they do in a plane. Maybe so, I don't yeah. know that the, nobody was meticulous on the flights I took it's over the, here, it's man. The it the was bad. It's all the hand gestures. Like if you can't nail the hand gesture, then yeah, no. So like the aisle thing, the window thing, pulling the th- pulling the jacket without really oh the it thi- oh right the yeah yeah. I think that's where I would have lost points because I would have just 
pulled it, just like Tommy Boy. Oh, shit. Sorry, guys. You're not supposed to do this. Don't do this. All right. (laughs) You pass out. Yeah. So who... This uh, this is one that I guess we were talking shop a little bit last night, yeah. and it sounds like the influences are pretty similar. Who? But who was your guy? Like, who was the guy that you looked at when you decided comedy was your thing? That you were like, that's that's who I need to be. I started watching Russell Peters. Okay. First it was Russell Peters, then it was Chris Rock, then who was after that? Eddie Murphy. Okay, so you went back in time. Yeah. 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 Because you're too young to have even understood the relevance of what was happening when the Eddie Murphy stuff came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't. It was just funny. Was yeah. Like, this is, this yeah. guy is hilarious. This yeah. Um, it's tough, man, because like Chris Rock yeah. has been quoted in multiple interviews where he's like, uh, everybody looked at Eddie. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be Eddie. Yeah. Uh, and still none of us are as funny as Eddie. Yeah. So they've been trying to get him back into the game yeah. for, like, the last six years. Gee was And he's just like... He no won't do it. I, th- I think he's afraid of... Well, he definitely has been, has been in interviews saying uh, that the sensitivity is way too crazy right now. Yeah. For, so for yeah. him to come in now, uh, especially that he was never a guy who was particularly sensitive. Yeah, no, he was just <laughs> super raw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he's like a little afraid of that, and I think he's also like it's tough, man. It's it's like to be at the 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 top of the game, yeah. Go somewhere else, go do something else, and then try to come back. Okay. You still have that that throne that you need to like live up to. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a weird thing, especially in comedy, because comedy is ever changing. Yeah, uh, your experience level stays the same whether you leave or stay. It just gets better with time. Yeah. So, like, I've been doing it for four years. If I decided to stop for three years and do something else, like yeah. if I went back to college or I went back to university, if I come back to doing comedy, I still have four years of experience in comedy. Right. It's just the four years that I have, what I was talking about in those four years won't particularly be relevant at the time that I start sure. doing comedy again. Sure. So, I just have to catch up on either references or... You know, so the you, information that I'm bringing across needs well, to Well, you lose your set list, but more than that, you lose the credibility that you had. Um, yeah, well, obviously, everything that, like, people that have known you are funny, they might have forgotten about you. Yeah. But then when you come back, it's not like you are a new person. You're not a new guy starting yeah. comedy. You're a guy starting with a background I, in comedy. You I, have you have done comedy before. In theory, right? Yeah, yeah. In theory, sure. But there but there is, there is like, these weird little exceptions. It's like, and I don't know... Uh, David Tell had this show that he that he produced a couple years ago. It yeah. was uh, um, the Underground, Live in the Underground with David Tell. Okay. David Tell is a legend. I mean, the guy is incredible, and he's been doing comedy like thirty years. Okay, and everybody in comedy basically knows that. But like kids your age in the United States, they don't know that. We don't know. They don't know that. who Tell is. So he he was brilliant, and so he put this show together, and it was his show. But he brought on people that that he knew the younger demographic knew. Artie Lang, uh, Amy Schumer. Okay. Um, uh, who else was on there? Uh, I mean, all the guys, uh, Kurt Matzker, Big Jay Okerson. Yeah, yeah. He brought all these guys on, that uh, Sarah Silverman, all these guys that had all this credibility already in the industry. Yeah. And he had them come on, and they would have like a conversation about when he mentored them. And oh, they were like giving him so much respect. Yeah, and yeah. he put himself back in in the... You know, in, in in the on the pedestal that yeah. he belongs yeah, yeah. in in the in you know in the community of of uh, whatever younger generation yes, this yes, and that. Yes, yes. So there is this thing where if Eddie Murphy comes back, 
he almost is like it's almost an open mic. It's almost, it's almost day one because yeah, there yes. are people that don't that's, understand what he's done. But that's what I'm saying. So you are going to come back and be at open mic status, but you're not going to be at the open mic level. No, no. You're, well, you're done, ar- well, you're arguing for him to do it, cause which, I, which I'm for. I'm trying to argue his point, which he thinks that he's like it's like all these obstacles. Get. I mean, he's obviously still going to murder. Yeah, no, that's the thing. That's, yeah. what, that's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm no, saying. No, and I he agree with that. Open spot. Well, that's why we want him back. Five, but it's going to be five of utter destruction. I, I, well, I think he, I think he could walk out right now, unprepped, tw- and do twenty. Yeah, easily. Fire. Easily. Very, um, very easily. But, yeah, but there's been a couple little – they had a little tribute to him a couple years ago. Okay. Arsenio Hall handed him a yeah. microphone and said, you know, uh, it's, it's your time to, to shine. And he, he handed it back to Arsenio, and he said, nope. you know, it was crazy, man. Yeah. I, was, I was so disappointed. What? I was so disappointed. Man. It was like there was like that moment where everybody in the crowd would like did the like their their buttholes oh, tightened. Yeah, yeah, like not, <laughs> not 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 on sensitivity on like on like oh, nobody oh, fuck this up, oh. right? And then he yeah, did, he didn't even like, take the mic, dude. It was crazy. Nope. Um, and then he was gonna host the Oscars. Yeah. And then uh, what's his name? Is his uh, the buddy there? The producer of the Oscars fucked that up with uh, some sort of scandal allegations. Ah, he said some racist it. shit. Ah, um, those were all the little ones, yeah. They miss, they're missing it up for us, man. So, Eddie Murphy, so who's your guy now? My guy now, I would have to say is t- uh, Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah, Has yeah. Be. Because at the time that Trevor blew up, when he came out with Daywalker 1, I was in grade 11. Yeah. So, that's my second last year of high school. And uh, I was just like, this guy's incredible. Yeah. He's South African. There's, and yeah, there's, some, and there's, some, there's something about the nationality, yeah, uh, the nationalism of being, fr- I don't know what the word I want there is, of being from here and having a guy come out of come out of here and yeah, yeah. do fucking fantastic things. No, he's, oh man, he's on another level. Yeah. He's on another level. So like I said, so then I started following him. So every show he did after that, I think I've, I've seen him live twice. Yeah. He did uh, Lost in Translation, and when he did, I think it was uh, It's My Culture. Yeah, he did the two yeah at uh, the teatro in Monte Cassino, and that was mind blowing. Yeah, and early last year, well, not early last year, late last year, August September, the time that he came back to do the show at the the the, the Ticket Pro Dome. Okay, he was here one night and he performed at the Sunday night spot that we have as well. Nice. So I saw him three nights in a row, and that's fantastic. I was like, this is phenomenal. Yeah, this is this is a level I want to get to. Yeah, yeah. I want to get to this level, but. I'm not rushing to get there. Yeah. I want to get there on my own time and know that I've done it properly because he did a gag here the first night and okay. it was okay. When he did it the second night at the Sunday spot, it was like he'd done 15 other open spots it had been on that one yeah, gag. It had been one night and he got that much better. That's crazy. I was like, this is incredible. It's a and testament to the work him, ethic. When I saw him do it at the Dome, I was like, flawless. Without a hitch, yeah. without fail, it was yeah. Perfect, and everybody lost their minds. Oh, that's like, crazy. This is, this is what it is. Yeah, it's that work. That's great. Yeah, that's incredible. No, there's something, and this is something that I that I that I see when I go to other places. Is is the comedy community uh, is a lot of times propped up by the best guy in the scene. Okay. So to have a guy like Trevor Noah in this yeah. scene makes everybody here work harder. Yes. Uh, because we, we've we've seen that it's possible. Well, that not even though it's possible, and it's also that like you see a guy who can dunk the ball from the free throw line, yeah. <laughs> and you go, maybe I can do that maybe too. I can do it as well, yeah. Right, but like, if all that was happening was a guy running up and doing layups with tight shorts, you yeah, just go, well, that's, like, nah, that's that's the best this can be. Yeah. So, the best guy props up the rest of the 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 community usually, and it's yeah. I mean. The, the comedy scene is vibrant, man. Last last gonna, night's was show was, was so say, hot, if you, man. If it's you, crazy. If you take last night, for example, 
because it's you and Dave Thompson from the UK. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a it's a very international lineup. It's 50-50. Yeah. So two guys from overseas, two guys from here, Robbie Collins, Loiso Madinga. Those two guys paired with Tatsun Konzo, Skumbas Lope, and a guy named Safiso Nene. Okay. If you want to see the walls in a place sweat, if you want the building to collapse, yeah. put those five guys on the That's line. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's mind-blowing to see guys kill that hard. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just something insane. And that's what I'm saying. Because of Trevor Noah doing this thing, I wouldn't say it's because of them that they kill like this, but it's just a, it's a work ethic. Yeah, These yeah. These guys are putting in the work, they're putting in the hours, yeah. they're getting on stages, and they're just making sure that what they say is yeah. on that level, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, so that's, I mean, that is the one thing now that I get into my 30s here, not in my, I guess I'm in my 30s a while, but um, is, is uh, once you, like, you, 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 you reevaluate what killing is as a comedian every time you write a bit that destroys. Yeah. And so it's like you got this one bit and it's like. It, it's the measure. It's, it's the measure, yeah. The so measure, like yeah. all the other stuff like doesn't stack up so you're like so then you have to write all this stuff up to that level that level, yeah. and then as soon as you get there you write another you're one right, and it's here and you're like oh fuck like and you just keep going you know so it's like you gotta just keep just keep uh, cutting stuff out and start yeah. with new stuff cause it's like what you th- what you thought year one year five was, was killing if that happened to you like in year eight you're like dude I bombed I that fucking bombed the tonight worst. Yeah. the worst setup ever and that's, yeah. and that's the thing it's crazy there's so many nights where Look, there's there's a bunch of guys that started after me, and yep. uh, some nights I perform with them. I walk off. This is like paying gigs. I'm talking like your restaurant gigs or whatever the yeah. the club gig is. Walk off stage, and I'm not happy with my performance. And then the guy comes to me, he's like, "Yo, doc, that was insane." I'm like, "Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really feel it. Yeah. Like, that gag in the middle threw me off a bit." Yeah. Like, but did you see what you did? I'm like, "Yeah, I saw what I did, but it could have <laughs> been better." I know what I can do, bro. I know where I'm supposed to be. I know what I can do. Yeah. No, but look. I'm just catching up to the fact you call it a gag. In terms, in terms of why we call it a bit, a bit. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's that's fine. I just the first time because you said you because you because I didn't get it first. You said uh, Trevor came out and did a gag, which to me is like he like fucked with the crowd. Do you know what I mean? Like he, it was like a, it was like a prank. Yeah, it was, it was, it was. Oh no, no, no. But it was a no, bit. No, it was a bit. Yeah. It was okay, a bit. let's go with the word. Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. No, you're fine. I just, it just takes a second. I've only been, I've only been in South Africa for four days. So it was all those little yeah, things. And I asked you, things. dude. Yeah, yeah, I pulled yeah. this guy aside before my show before, and I was like, yo, what do you call, like, FedEx Kinkos? And it's like, Post-net. I go and write it. And I was like, what do you call, like, if it, and it's just like all oh, that's dumb, the tiniest little, the dumbest little, things. but it the matters. Things, yeah. Because if I say one word, and that's and that's the the structure of what's going to hold up the next line, and they don't know what that word is, then it's I'm pointless. I'm fucked. You've flushed it down the drain. Now. It's gone. Yeah. So, so. Uh, damn it, I forgot what I wanted to say now. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I no, fucking no, talk no, too much. That's my fault. no, no, no. Uh, it's oh, true. I was going to say, it, it, uh, I think over the past year specifically, I've also learned not to be that hard on myself about it. So yeah. like you said, when you write a gag and it needs to measure up to your hardest, ki- yes. you, you have to measure up to right. your hardest killing. But once you've passed that level, you can't go, okay, now everything needs to be at this level. Yeah. It builds up to it. Right. And right, and there's and there's yeah, and there's a and there's a cycle to it, right? Yeah, and you want to figure out where the stuff be is. Better than others, some nights the audience is probably going to be off, or some nights. Well, and some gonna, and some nights the, the one that works the best doesn't work the best, and some yes. nights the one that's like kind of mediocre that one yes. crushes the hardest yes. because of you don't know you don't know what the situation exactly. is in the room, exactly. and that's what. That's also why I said the host needs to be as strong as the headline, yeah, because the host needs to go on and 
and basically do every bit that he has yeah. about every single topic on his mind. Yeah. And as the comic sitting at the back of the room, you have to go, okay, cool. Tonight they want to hear about sex, drugs, yeah. and road rage, for example. Right. Yeah. So then you jump on, you know you've got a killer road rage, but save it for the end. Start with the dumb stuff. Yeah. End off on the road rage. Yeah. Set the room on fire. No, that's yeah. smart. That's smart. No, no uh, one how to structure a set is a thing that it takes a it takes a long time to really figure it, it out no, it and to understand. I used to I used to go off what my favorite joke was. So I'd go and do one of these I'd do like a contest thing where the time is way too short. It's a 3 minute thing okay. and I would go and tell what I thought was my favorite joke, which is never the audience's yeah, favorite, favorite joke. joke. Yeah. And so every time I was just like I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> and so you got 3 minutes to like be in that moment, and you don't have so you don't have enough time to let the crowd know who you are. Let that let yes. them know that if you say something with vitriol behind it, yeah. that it's clearly a joke, yes, right? Yes, so yes. it's like a, the shorter the time, the less uh, prep you have to tell the crowd that like, look, I'm a good person. Yeah. yeah. And if I'm saying something that's like a little uh, edgy, um, I'm not this guy. Yeah, it's not even that. Like the, we're all we're all kind of yeah we're all humans. Yeah. And uh, and you know I don't mean it on the deep level. Yes, 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 yes. Um. So yeah, that's interesting, but yeah, man, it's it's uh, it really is. It's just a live, incredible room, and it's a testament to what you guys are doing out here that this thing is so hot. And and the fact that Trevor Noah would same night was the same night he did the the theater. Then he came and did a spot. And then no, he came no, back. no, the landed the what is it? The, he was the other Saturday night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah, the Saturday night he came through, and the funny thing is, I didn't get backstage with him. I just had to bring him in, and then I was yeah. part of the show. I couldn't tell anybody he was going to be here. So I came in. You snuck him in? Yeah, we had to sneak him in through the back way. Oh, no shit. You can't bring him in through the front. Right. It's going to cause chaos. Yeah. So we brought him in through the back way, and uh, he came up the stairs. He walked in, went straight backstage, and I left. I came to the front of the show because I wanted to see you how to see it. Yeah. I wanted to see how yeah. people lose their minds. So after the show, Jason and Donovan and Nicholas and them are talking, and uh, they talking about what he said while he was standing backstage. Yeah. And they're like, can you imagine the nerve of this guy? I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, No. He walks backstage, he's talking to us, and he goes, uh, who have you got on after me? Because I'm probably going to do like 15. These guys are like, what? 15? Don't be stupid. He's like, no, I'm really, I don't have, I have two things I want to talk about. Yeah, and I just want to try these two things. That's all I want to talk about yeah. tonight and I'll be fine. Dude did an hour. Oh, hilarious. Dude did an hour yeah. of the most ludicrous shit ever. It was so funny. Yeah. And then he walks off stage and he's like, so who's going on after me? We're like, no, no, That's no, it. You no, ended the show. No, you, you, you finished it. It's done. Yeah. Following night, same thing. Yeah. Following night, I was on that lineup, but he got there after I'd performed. Yeah. So room's packed as well. They bring him on stage. And then he goes, yeah, guys, I'm not going to be here for too long. Does an hour 15. I love it. Now, this, the, what you're describing is basically, I don't want to say every night, but it's like at least once a week at the Comedy Cellar in New York City. Is oh, wow. a guy, is a guy, powerful guy, a Chappelle, a Rock, yeah. Trevor, yeah. Uh, an Amy, whoever. They'll come and they'll just—they're not on that night, and they'll put them on, just and they're like, "I'm just, yeah, I'm just gonna do a spot, whatever, whatever." But then all the comics that aren't Dave Chappelle, that aren't Chris Rock, yeah. that aren't, you know, they all—they all, they all yeah. just go, "Well, we know okay, what's happening." That's fine. Uh, yeah. And the, you know, and the club is cool, so the club, the club it's great for the club, right? Because yeah. the fucking crowd goes nuts. Yeah, they go mad, People are yeah. tweeting about it yeah, afterwards. Yeah. The you know, the club will pay the comics. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's just that. 
there's that level of, of, of respect and hierarchy, and, and, I'm, and that's what I'm saying. The fact that he popped in here and that kind of thing is happening yeah. here is that's huge. It was I mean, huge. No, it was. It, it was definitely a huge thing. And 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 for the and for the audience, the community of people that that actually want to come and see comedy, that's huge too to see that. But there's a, I must say, there's a weird thing about South African audiences. So what happened was he played this is why this is why I wanted to do these podcasts like like two days ago so that before I went on stage, dude, I was nervous out of my dick last night because <laughs> I hadn't talked to a single oh, person yeah, about that one. Who? What? Anything about audiences? Nervous out of my but, dick. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, make your point. Incredible. Sorry. Incredible. So the people that were standing outside because you've you've seen how the how the setup looks downstairs. Yeah. So what they did was they closed off up to the cake section, so the whole restaurant was yeah. just for comedy. Okay. So eventually, when Trevor got on stage, because it's clear pane windows, people could see in. And oh. Like, oh shit, no. So outside, there were like 50 people trying to get in. So and we have a, a regular doorman that just stands there, and he's like, this yeah. huge ass guy. So he was just blocking people from coming in. So eventually, people were like, they're not going to let us in. Let's leave. Yeah. The following night, the spot that we have up in uh, Maboneng, it's a, it's a small theater. The room is, what, double the size of this room that we're sitting in now. And seats about 100 people. Okay. We put 120 people in that night. Nobody knew Trevor. Well, yeah. a select few knew Trevor was coming. Right. And people that saw the pictures and the right. videos right. from the previous had night. Had an idea. Yeah, right. they had an idea yeah. that he might pop in. So, Trevor walks on stage. He's doing his thing. He's about, what, 30 minutes in. People are coming to the door because they're like, wait, man. Comedy is normally done by this time. Yeah. So, I'm standing at the door. This dude walks up to the door. He looks at me. He's like, yo, man, who's on stage? I'm like, no, it's Trevor Noah. He goes, yeah, right. You could have just said, you don't want me inside. And turns around and walks away. Yeah. And I'm like. I hope he looks at the Instagram photos tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be like, I can show you that Trevor's yeah, here, but then yeah, I have yeah. to kick you out. You know what? You right. Get out of here. Go, leave. <laughs> Ten minutes later, another lady comes. And she's like, I heard Trevor Noah's here. I'm like, yeah, Trevor Noah's here. He's like, ah, you guys are taking us for fools. Leaves. I'm wow. Like, okay. So, right. okay. So that's it. Yeah, so that is, that's interesting. So like, so that that's that moment that, you know, it's like people, and that's, and that's what the seller had before everybody knew that that was a drop-in spot was it was like, it was, it was like, whoa, that's crazy. I can't believe Kevin Hart came last night. Yeah, yeah. And now it's, it's tough because now it's like people expect it, right? <laughs> I, um, I, feel like, I feel like as comics, you guys see Kevin Hart and you go, fuck. Ah, damn it, I have to be back next week now. Right, right. right. <laughs> nobody's, going, nobody's going on after. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, that's man, so it's, incredible. Yeah, but that it's, is just like the most mind-blowing thing ever. I think I'd lose my mind. Yeah. I would lose my mind. I'd definitely lose my mind. Kevin Hart? Or yeah. just ever, or all these people we're all talking of these about? Guys. Yeah, all yeah. Of them. I t- uh, did I tell you? I didn't tell you. Craziest night I had seen. My boy Andrew Schultz, shout out. Uh, incredible. I love yeah, this dude. Yeah. Uh, I, get, I, get, I get frustrated watch when I watch him perform because he's so tight. He's so seamless. He's okay. saying things that are so hard to, yeah. to say, and, he's, and, he's, and, he, and he writes the jokes perfectly, and he's, and he's tackling topics that I, you know, I dream about tackling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I go to the cellar to see him. Uh, we're hanging out. Uh, we see Chris Rock walk in, and I think... Andrew kind of knows he's going to get bumped back in the lineup a little bit. Yeah. He's like, all right. Then uh, we see Chappelle come in walk in. Actually, I don't think I, I think I didn't see Chappelle walk in. But, but so but but Andrew saw him and he's like, let's go downstairs. So he uh, he has the door guy let us in, whatever. He's now we're sitting in the crowd. And I'm like, I'm not understanding why he's why sitting in the crowd with me. And then uh, and Chris Rock's on stage. He's, he, uh, we, and so he's probably been on for like 10 minutes. We see him do like 20. Uh, then Will Sylvans. Uh, is about to come on and yeah. host, and then Chris goes, "Can I? Can I do it?" Chris Rock goes, "Can I do it?" To Will, and um, and Chris Rock goes, uh, "You guys fuck with me. You've heard of me. Some of y'all think I'm all, I'm I'm good. I'm all right. This guy is the best to ever do it." Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle comes on, what? fucking everybody's looking around like this is is this really happening? Yeah? This is a lie. Chappelle comes on, does forty, 
Marlon Wayans just oh, no. just walks in the room. Can I leave? <laughs> out of nowhere, just walks in the room, then comes and sits on stage. Then then is then is Marlon Wayans and Chris Rock just or uh, uh, Dave Chappelle just talking. Uh, and so they so they do like twenty. Then they then Chris Rock is in the room the whole time in the corner watching yeah, yeah, Chappelle. Yeah. Yeah, like wa- like like watching him, like we're watching him. Jeez. Then he brings Chris Rock on stage. So then it's Chris Sounds Rock, like Dave Chappelle, bites. Marlon Wayans. Chappelle says to uh, very just very casually with a with a with a with a, uh, a, a, dra- a a drag off a cigarette. Yeah. Uh, Chris Rock was writing his bits for the yeah. BET Awards. You're fine. Yeah. Uh, so he was hosting the BET Awards, and the, yeah. the big thing at the time was uh, uh, Donald Sterling. Okay, which was a. Uh, um, a guy who we all decided was racist, who owned uh, one of the NBA teams. Okay, okay. Doesn't matter who. Um, so Chris Rock had a couple jokes. So Dave Chappelle goes, uh, "What was that? What was that Donald Sterling joke?" Chris Rock turns his back to the crowd, tells it to Dave Chappelle, Only. as if as if we're no not. One's there. No, I mean he's on the mic. No, as if nobody's behind. Like as, says on it to Dave mic. Chappelle on the mic to Dave Chappelle, and Dave Chappelle just goes, "I like that." Takes a big drag and then gives him like like an extra tag, oh. just an extra tag. It's an extra tag. And then Chris Rock is like scribbling it down in the notebook. And then uh, Chris excuses himself, goes in the corner again, watches. Marlon Wayans excuses himself. And then Dave does like another 40. I mean, it, it, was, it, was, one of the cra- it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And, and, and at the time, I think we all, I was there with Akash, uh, Akash Singh, Andrew Schultz, a couple other comics were there. And I think yeah. at the time we all had a, um, a reverence. For Chris yeah. Rock and for Dave Chappelle, uh, but to see how Chris Rock looks up to Dave Chappelle put things in like a different perspective yeah, for yeah. us, and that's a whole other level. Jeez. To see how comedians are respected in their community is a whole other thing that you know that that outsiders that just, never get to see. That just sounds insane. It's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. My goodness, Chappelle, Chris Rock. And Marlon Wayne's all in the same. Just night. sitting on the stage. So there was a night. There was a night I didn't make it there, and it was uh, Ke- and it was one of those same kind of nights. Kevin Hart was on stage. Um, I think it was Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock. They were all on stage together. This this happened a couple weeks later, or something like that. But it was it's Jeez. it's nuts, man. It's nuts. I think. Wait, I think I saw that video. I think yeah. Kevin Hart posted about that. Yeah. Because he's like, I rocked up. I did my butt, and then Chris Rock did his thing. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, these jokes are fire. Nobody's gonna touch us. Yeah. And then Chappelle rocked up. And did butts that blew us out of the water. Yeah. And we just went straight upstairs and started writing again. Like, <laughs> we didn't even do anything that night. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah. Now, that's insane, yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy, Jeez. man. It's, cra- it's, just, it's just live. And, and, and it's just tough because it's, it's, it's the same kind of thing where, as a comedian, you know what level you can get to of killing, right? Yes. And then you see another guy doing another thing. But then also, you see what... When you see that level of respect from an audience, how much they cared about what was going on that night yes. and what they got to see... Yeah. It just really. Uh, then you have those shitty nights where you're just in some bad bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing you know comedy in a basement and yeah. nobody gives a shit and comedy you're in like a room with a staircase you know, in the middle yeah. of the room so everyone's walking up right. in the middle of your right. You're like, yeah, the bath man. the bathrooms in the yeah. like the only way to get to the bathroom is walking through yeah, the showroom. Yeah, there's not even a stage. There's and no you're just spotlight. like yeah, you're just standing on the floor. Some waiter just knocked yeah. you with his elbow while you were talking. Yeah, sound like a, oh, yeah, damn it. Yeah, there's those nights. I've had there's all those of nights. those nights. All those nights. But then, but that's what I'm saying. In the in the three years that I've been doing comedy, it's just been experience on top of experience. Like yeah. This. So we have a we have a spot in Soweto. Sorry to steal the show like this. We have a spot in Soweto called Ozone. I don't know if you've heard about it. No. You should actually go through on Wednesday if it's running. I'm going to speak to Jay Boogie. Please. Jay Boogie is the guy that you need to speak to. Jay Boogie has been doing Ozone for the past 12 years. He hosts every Wednesday. Yeah. 
every Wednesday, the show structure goes like this. Show starts at 9 o'clock. Yep. Between 9 and 9.15, Jay Boogie goes on, does his thing. Yep. Calls a 10-minute break. So 20, what was that, 25 minutes past 9? Yeah. Goes back on stage, does 30. Brings the first act on. That's crazy. The, first the, act the fact that you guys even can take an intermission and get the energy yes, back is yes. crazy. But this is, what, this is what I'm saying. So, Jay Boogie goes on, does 30. Brings the first guy on. First so now he's done a full headliner set. He's done a full headliner set already. He's done 45 minutes. So <laughs> first guy goes on. He can do anywhere between five and an hour if he really wants to. Yeah. Because that's the kind of guy Jay Boogie is. He goes, look, if, if you're here, you can do your time. Oh, no shit. Time. He doesn't care. He doesn't as long care. as he respects you. Right. Yeah. So guy goes on. Let's say the guy does 30. Comes off stage. Jay Boogie does another 20. Yeah. Brings on second guy for the night. Guy does same thing. Half an hour. So now it's like borderline 11 o'clock. Yep. Then he goes, okay, cool. Another 15. 10 so far, break. they've only yeah. seen two comics. They've seen two comics. And the host. Break again. Another 10-minute break. <laughs> After 11, the show starts again. He goes on, does 20 again, brings on another act. This act normally does like five minutes because it's just before the headline is Yeah. Does about five minutes, comes off stage. It's midnight. Yeah. Jay Boogie goes on, proceeds to do a 45, then no. brings on the headliner. So he's done now... He's basically done two, two hours in one night. Yeah. And... He does this every Wednesday. That's crazy. Now, as crazy as that is, there was a show exactly like that in New York with Donnell Rawlings. Okay. I don't know. Did you see Chappelle's show? Yes. Donnell Rawlings is Ashy Larry. Yes, yes, yes. He's incredible. Yeah. And he would do the same thing. He would open up the show 45 minutes. He'd do 40 at the, at, up top if he wanted yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, Then he'd bring a couple guys on, and then he would decide your time. Basically, it was that kind of show. It was like if it was going great... Uh, you just rock with it. Yeah. And then as soon as you get a dud, he fucking you get lit. Yeah. Come off. Come off. Yeah. He goes back on. He'll do twenty. Yeah. Another comic. Then he'll do. It's crazy. And there's a lot of shows like there's actually a bunch of shows in Harlem that are still set up like that. There's a um, there's a guy named uh, Smokey. Yeah. Same kind of same kind of thing. These guys are. I mean, these guys are crazy. No, like the, those veterans, those guys, the guys with that kind of talent. It's it's that's, that's unreal. One place. So if you're gonna interview anybody else, ask them about Ozone. Ask them about Ozone. Jay Boogie. Yeah. And uh, you, Well, I want to interview Jay Boogie Julius now. Stories. No, Jay, Jay Boogie's rock and roll. So this is basically what the backstage area looks like. Obviously, yeah. your people can't see. But backstage is a glass pane like this. So the stage is that side. Yeah. So you are literally backstage and everyone in the audience can see you. So it's like bullring style and people are just sitting all over the Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and so this show stays packed through midnight? It stays on full. a Wednesday. On a Wednesday night. It stays full. I'm, whether or not he'll put me on, I'm going to that show. You have to go on Wednesday. I'm yeah. telling you. It is the most amazing thing you'll see in your life. That's awesome. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. All right. So, so yeah, hit him up. Let him uh, try to get me on. No, I'm gonna chat. I'm gonna chat. Hook your boy out. up. So uh, this, I mean, I, I got. Uh, but seriously, I, I gotta, I gotta say that for. I'm, here's, here's, here's where I'm at. Okay. At, as much respect as I'm being shown, as great as uh, last night's show was, and so on and so forth. Yeah. And how. Uh, how awesome everybody's being to me. I, I want to tell everybody, but I also don't want anybody to know. Like, I don't want people from New York to try to come. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is, no, it's not good. It's not good. You don't want to go there, man. You know, I got mugged four times. Like, don't, you don't want to go. I mugged him three of those times. They took, they, I, I had to mug him back so that he could mug me for the fourth time. No, but it's been incredible. I mean, it's incredible here. Uh, and 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 it, there's not a lot of places on earth that 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 have this much energy around comedy. It's crazy. The reason why I came to South Africa, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this to to the podcast people, was because comedy is only about 30 years old in yeah. South Africa. Yeah. 
because of apartheid, because of all of the things that were happening, yeah. because of censorship. Yes. Um, comedy is is one of the first things that people start to do when you finally get an opportunity to speak your mind. Yes. When you finally get an yes. opportunity to say what you actually mean, uh, comedy is super important. So That's true, yeah. stand-up in the U.S. was hitting those same kind of strides in like the 60s okay. where – uh, civil rights was huge, and everybody wanted to speak out uh, on on a myriad of topics. Yeah. So coming to South Africa is basically like me traveling in time yeah. back to the eighteen, excuse me, the nineteen eighties, the nineteen nineties yeah. in like New York City and L.A. and doing okay. comedy, and and that's what I had in my head, and it totally is that. I mean, the same day that people are are here crushing on the stage and people are respecting uh, South African comedians is the same day that people are writing in New York City. Yeah. About how Dave Chappelle is not allowed to say this what about this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, no. Look, you've only you've only done this gig. This is the yeah. only gig you've done yeah. so far. Depending on where you go, it genuinely is like traveling in time. Yeah, because I'm from the East Rand. It's forty five. It's about forty minutes from here. It's okay. a forty minute drive from yeah. here to to where I stay. And uh, we recently had a couple of pop up gigs there. And honestly, it's a different social class. It's a different economic bracket. Yeah. It's just. That's like 10 years back. Yeah. It's just like you performing in 2008 if you go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do comedy. You need to break the stuff down. You need to speak slower because yeah. there people speak a different language. Right. They speak at a different pace. Think life is happening at a different pace. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's uh, that's actually that's what it's like going to the to play the Midwest of the U.S. Ah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's but it's like yeah, it's it's yeah. very distinctive. So for example, uh, let me think quickly. You had a gag last night about people shitting on the floor. Yes. People here would laugh at it. Yeah. Where I'm from, people would be like, that's what we do. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Why are you guys complaining about shitting on the floor. That's Where funny. else are you supposed to shit? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's funny. So, yeah. That's. It is. It is. It's interesting that. I mean, what you're saying is, 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 super, is super true. Um, and. The more you get to do all those kinds of things, the more you you understand yeah. that comedy is a universal language, and sometimes you write to a very specific little Audience, chunk yeah. of your world. Yes. Yes. So the more places, and that was the whole thing. I wanted to see if my shit could stack up in South Africa. Like I, I would not have been surprised if I went up last night and just I nothing bombed. worked. You know what yeah. I mean? No, it's, it's, um, it's happened. It's happened. Ooh, somebody said it to you last night. Oh yeah, Mo. The the, the what's his name? Samo yeah, there was like a okay. So there was a weird level. There was a weird level of like um, you're here and we are happy that you're here, but we haven't seen you do comedy but yet. Last shit. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't be shit. Right. That's and then after I got off stage, it was totally different. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh man, thank oh, God. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what do you? What can I get you? We've had a couple of guys that came through and they just bombed on stage. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're from New York. We're I got it. I'm from like, New York. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, cool, New York. Yeah, we believe in you. Let's do it. And then death. I'll see those guys. Death. But those same guys, those same guys that have that energy, have that attitude, will go and play Missouri, and also same thing, bomb. They'll go and play Maryland. They'll play a firehouse, bomb. Bomb. No, but that's the thing. They come here with that status, and then we're like, okay, cool, we trust you. But yeah. now it's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, we'll n- so it. knowing all those things, yeah, and, and I could feel it last night. So knowing all those things, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. super happy that that uh, that the no, Goliaths we, have we, me. We've had, we've had quite a few guys. We've had guys from the U.S., guys from Kenya, guys from the U.K. We had one guy from Australia. I don't know if you know him, Marcus Ryan. No. Marcus Ryan, incredible. Yeah. He landed in South Africa at what was it, 5 p.m. in the afternoon. He played here at 8 o'clock and he had a flight out to New, not New Zealand, uh, to Slovenia. Slovenia? Yeah, at midnight. So when I left the club, I took him back because I live close to the airport. Yeah. So I was like, yo, man, you can roll with me. And yeah. 
we went back and he was telling me he's just going around doing the world and I just follow him on Instagram just and this guy's just boom just one one show a night he's in, he's in India currently he's yeah shows in India fuck see yeah, I I'll do it. see I that's how I do it in the US but it, here it's like I don't yeah. I was so nervous yeah nah you'll you, you'll get around no but I mean just like I don't know how to get anywhere yeah, I'm that, just that, a dumb American you know what I mean tra- yeah the traveling thing is the biggest thing if you can if you can get that down and yeah. be sure that you're going to be staying in either a safe place or places yeah. that are like with, with Hold on wait back up. Y'all picked him up at the airport and then drove him back? No no no. He <laughs> came here on his own. I drove <laughs> okay. him back to the airport. That's what I did. He was, he was like I didn't, that that. I didn't get that. I didn't get that. They're like yeah 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 take a cab you dick. I was like ah oh, fuck. Uh, I was like can I walk there? No, he wanted like, to. Nobody he wanted to. No, really. And he had this big ass bag and I was yeah. like, nah, man. That's funny. I love that way. I, that's funny. We'll drop you off. Yeah, that's great. Well, listen, yeah. uh, this is fine. I know you got a lot of shit to do. The show's going to start in uh, a couple hours here. Yeah. I appreciate having you. Let, let's uh, plug Thanks, all your man. shit. Thank plug you. your Thank stuff you. on uh, Instagram, f- Twitter, on whatever Instagram you got. And Twitter, it's Eric, E R I C J G J A N S E N, Eric J G Jansen on the Instagram and the Twitter. And then e- you can. Eric. My middle names. JG? Yeah, JG. Joseph and George. Oh, Those fuck. Names. Yeah, I got, Eric I got JG Jansen. Yeah, that's the that's okay. the full name. And then uh, you can listen to my podcast as well. I do a podcast on cliffcentral.com called the Just Now Comedy Podcast. Myself and David Levinson. Nice. Uh, it's totally fire. It's totally dope. You can listen to it. We've got listeners from all over. And uh, there's like nine of them. So if you guys listen, this will be dope. How many yeah. listeners do you have? Yeah. Uh, none. 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 Ah, yeah, there's well, a waste well, of your, there's a full waste of your time. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to plug you and then my people <laughs> listen to you. And we'll all have people, man. We'll all have people. Some, some pe- me. Four Eddie people Johnson. will listen. You'll uh, find me. I'm the guy. Thank you guys for listening to the Comedy's Best Kept Secret Tour podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on uh, Google Play. Wherever you found us, we're also on the other thing. Today's episode, we have a couple uh, uh, YouTube videos of it. Go check that out. Uh, check out Eric, man. He's great. Uh, and, and just look up South Africa and the scene in the Goliath Comedy Club. There's a lot going on here. If you love comedy, this is this is a place, man. This is a place for comedy. It's happening. Uh, thank you so much for my guest. Cheers, man. Thank you.